All right, hey everybody, this is Billy Rainford from Direct Motocross. Uh, with us tonight, we've got uh, someone who's defending a gold medal at the X Games. That's uh, Cody Matichuk on the phone. Cody, hey man, thanks for talking with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Cool, buddy. What uh, what did we catch you doing right now? I mean, it's uh, everything's going to start like tomorrow, I believe. So what are you doing right now? <laughs> yeah, this is pretty much our last day of prep. We'll move the trailers in tomorrow, which is Thursday. Um, and then Friday... We got a practice day. Uh, we get like a couple hours, see the track, um, do some media stuff, and then Saturday's our big day. Um, where I mean, we're we're packed. We got the practice for us, practice for para guys, adaptive, and then we got going to heat races at three o'clock, uh, whatever time we're at here, Colorado time, <laughs> and uh, it goes heat races. We get one heat ra- or two heat races, no LCQ, so better make it count, and then right to the final. So, uh, yeah, no, excited, ready to, ready to get this weekend going. Man, two heat races and then straight to the, no LCQ. Is that how it was last year too? Yeah, that's actually how it's been every year. Um, so we qualify in the morning of Saturday to get gate picks. Um, there's usually around 20, 22, 24 riders, uh, 10 to 12 per heat. Top six go to the final for 12 in the final. And, uh, yeah, that's actually how, like, uh, Brian Filippoto, for example, two years ago, um, didn't make it to the final, just had an unfortunate crash and went to seventh or eighth, and that, that was it, no LCQ. So, um, yeah, it's uh, a lot of nerves to make that heat race count. Yeah, no kidding, man, no kidding. Yeah, that was uh, that was something with uh, Villapoto there. Man, was he ever catching on quickly? Yeah, it was cool to see. It's always good to have uh, guys crossing over, trying to Josh Hill's been obviously getting comfortable and has a few years under his belt now so it's cool having guys cross over into our sport uh i mean we're starting to build an actual uh what i would call a pro field which is nice where we have top 10 top 15 pretty much everyone uh coming to x games now you can classify as a pro um that are are doing the speed and doing the jumps uh and holding pace throughout the races so it's it's cool to see the sport growing and more guys getting faster and it's definitely making competition harder. Um, but yeah, no, it makes it fun. Yeah. Now I know obviously you're super busy. Hey, is, uh, is Rod there and Lisa? Uh, yeah, my dad's here. Uh, Lisa is not making it this year. She came last year, um, uh, watched everything as well as my mom and, uh, my stepdad, Clint McBain. Uh, Clint's coming. My mom will fly in tomorrow. Patrice, my old street bike mechanics here. Um, so yeah, we're, we're all here and ready to uh, to make it happen. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Now I know I know you like I say I know you're busy and stuff, but let's take a quick walk down memory lane here. Just to believe it or not, there are probably some kids out there maybe listening to this. I don't know. Do kids listen to podcasts? Maybe this is old folks only. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're you're obviously everybody in the sport at this point. Obviously, it's going to keep that way. It came from motocross. Um, how did you actually get your start in motocross? And you're originally from BC or not Alberta, right? Yeah, Alberta. Uh, Calgary. Actually, oh, okay, I'm um, sorry. I thought you were from BC, though. Okay. No, my dad's living in BC now since uh, actually 05 in Abbotsford. Uh, so RMR suspension is out of BC. But uh, yeah, I got started when I, basically as soon as I could ride a bicycle. Uh, my mom and dad bought me a dirt bike, PW50, as most people started on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I took to it uh, right away and started racing when I was four and kind of moved up through the ranks uh and then when i was 12 i kind of took a different path where i went into street bikes um had kind of a transition year where i was doing both and then ended up going full-time street bikes from 
14 to 14 to 18 I was on the national street bike series um and then that's when I can say I retired from street bike racing and went uh just kind of had enough of racing backed away and actually went to the oil rigs um I always had a dirt bike was always riding did a couple pro nationals here and there um had a snowmobile and uh watched this evolution uh come up out of the out of the sand and um, out of the snow, I should say, <laughs> with the snow bikes as they were getting better and better. And I could tell where they were going. I just wasn't quite ready to bite. And then, uh, in 2016, yeah, 2016 winter, uh, so 15, 16, I got on, um, a buddy's snow bike and was instantly hooked. I just, it wasn't set up right, but I could feel the potential of what it could be. And, uh, literally, Got home from that trip, sold my sled, had a kit on, like had a kit waiting at Cyclers Foothills the next day, and uh, the rest is history. <laughs> really? Now, would you say, obviously, um, obviously, huge transfer from uh, motocross over? But uh, is that? I mean, do you have to be the top? Like, could a top top motocross guy instantly be a good snow bike guy? I mean, obviously, we saw Villapoto struggle at first. Uh, it's quite different. It's funny. I, it seems like guys that are coming from the snowcross background are really taking to it from the snowmobile just because of snow um, and the the difficulty of it, um, the way it changes, the way it moves, different temperatures, sun shade, when ice forms. Like it's it's Breaking. such a different thing that if you're a moto guy and you've never experienced it, it, it will take a little bit of time. You'll be able to ride the bike when the conditions are good, but it will definitely take a little bit of time to adjust. Um, and lots of snowcross guys, anyone that's a pro snowcross guy, they're usually pretty handy on a dirt bike as well. Um, so we actually see a lot of snowcross guys crossing over and doing good, like Cody Camp, for example, who unfortunately his um, snowcross stuff keeps falling on the same day as X Games. So he hasn't been back since uh, two years ago where he took a bronze. But uh, yeah, I know it's, it's definitely... Um, a sport where a lot of people, like even my girlfriend, my mom, I get, I get new people on these snow bikes and they look intimidating, but you get them up in the powder and they're super easy to ride, very user friendly. Um, you put them on a track, there's definitely some challenges to it. Uh, they are, they are a tone beast on a track. It's interesting. Well, I heard, don't, don't a lot of people find the trouble too is with the braking. Yeah, so. Basically, forget about braking. <laughs> oh, okay. I use my brakes for brake tapping in the air, um, just like a dirt bike. And then other than that, I pretty much just using the front end to slow down. Um, you do a lot of uh, ski braking, is what I call it. And uh, just, yeah, slowing down, like almost hockey stomping your, your front ski. And um, The snow is pretty crazy what it allows you to do and the traction you have. Um, yeah, it's 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 cool. It's a it's a different animal. Okay, now what do you have? Do you have a two one one going at the X Games? Three one one. Three one one. Okay. So you're uh two time and defending champ man heading into this thing. What um with the increased competition, with more people getting into it, did you do anything different for preparation for this year, knowing that everybody's gonna be better, or what did you do? I wouldn't say different because uh the last Two years um, prior, I have given my heart and my soul to this sport, and uh, we just we keep getting better. We keep um, finding new things, learning new things, and I mean, we 
through the testing where we got to last year, that's where we picked up this year. We found out so much more, and we hit a point like, okay, we're we're riding fast, but I still have a whole another year of testing to do to get where I want. So we're we're definitely not finished yet. Um, there's always more to go to learn to get faster, and as we learn stuff, <laughs> more stuff happens and comes out. Um, so I don't think uh, going into another X Games, defending a three uh, peat, is changing anything for us. Um, we're just we're racing ourselves out there. Uh, we're racing the track, and uh, we'll we'll see where we end up. But uh, it's I'm I'm very excited for this year. We got the best bike um, that we've ever had, uh, both suspension and motor. Uh, Patrice Goyard from MTG has put together a powerhouse of a bike. I've uh, never ridden anything like it. Dude, so. your bike last year was incredibly fast. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it looks like a 250 compared to what we got now. <laughs> <laughs> Hope nobody else is listening to this because, yikes, they're in trouble if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited. And then we uh, got my dad out, um, RMR suspensions, to get some testing in Quebec and uh, make some things happen. Also flew him out to Duluth for the first snowcross race that, believe it or not, got snowed out. I'm never, I never even knew that was a thing. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> but we got like two or three feet of snow overnight with like 80 mile an hour winds or something. It was crazy. The whole town pretty much shut down. Um, but yeah, no, it's, other than that, it's been a, a great year. We got a lot, a lot learned and, um, but yeah, there's, there's always more to go. Well, now you mentioned uh, you haven't done a whole lot. There's, I mean, you got a really strong motor. You haven't done a whole lot different coming into this for yourself. But has there been a lot of big advancements in technology in the bikes and the sled systems and stuff like that? Has that changed? Yeah, I mean, uh, the dirt bikes obviously they're not building um, them for snow. But every year, I mean, uh, the Yamaha motor uh, has changed from the eighteen nineteen to now the twenty. The twenty is an amazing motor. Um, the Yeti platform, we're getting stronger and more durable every year. Um, we're finding out more with the suspension in the front end. Uh, we're finding out more about the durability of the chassis, the carbon fiber. Um, all that stuff's changed. And uh, the, the cool thing uh, that I like to explain to people, we're finally at a point where if there's a big, big jump on the track, I'm okay to go jump it and case it. Like. Hmm it's okay to do it for me. Uh, like case a big triple or something where before it's like, if I don't land this jump, absolutely perfect. I'm going to disintegrate my bike and be out of the race. <laughs> right. So it's just, we're, we've gotten to a point where we're finally, um, I think to a point where we can push these bikes and do what, what I want to do on a bike. So it's exciting and it's changing year by year and getting, uh, it's growing quick. Um, but be interesting to see where we are in like five, ten years. I, I, me and Dad always joke about this all the time. We feel like we're in the eighties um, of motocross, all brand new. Everything's we're still learning stuff. Everyone's secret of trying new things. So yeah, it's, someone's it's gonna a come fun out, game. Someone's going to come out with a mono shock and disc brakes soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I got exactly. I got. I, I lied to you. I, I know I was going to try to make this fast, but I got. I got questions for you, buddy. I want to. You are obviously, <laughs> you're, I think, forever linked kind of thing, kind of like, uh, you know, Blair Morgan and Tucker Hibbert kind of thing, but it's you and fellow Canadian Brock Hoyer. I mean, he's, what's he got? He's got a one three two, I think, heading into this one, right? Yeah, I, I, one 2 yeah. 1-2, he's third last year? Or okay. Oh, Kirchmeier. Yeah, got third last year. year. Kirchmeier got in there last year, didn't he? 
Yeah, he snuck in there. Yeah, yeah. So now what's he's doing, uh, he's doing good? What's your relationship like with Brock? I mean, I can't say one name without saying the other these days. It feels like. But uh, what's the situation there? <laughs> yeah, it's it's been good. It's been fun. Uh, last year, we didn't get as much backcountry riding as we usually do. I think we're going to change that this year. Um, but it's, I mean, we we just have a blast riding together, and uh, the rivalry. It's 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 very funny. The first half of the season to the second half of the season, like the pre X games conflict between us friendship it's very uh it's different um we talk a little bit not very much we see each other at the shows everyone's doing their own thing though um the odd private message like hey what do you, what do you got going on where yeah. are you at to um but no it's it's fun we'll we'll get this weekend over with and then hopefully be back up in the mountains where we're smiling pushing each other back there and let the uh let the rivalry continue and see who can do the biggest cliffs. <laughs> oh, that's good. I think everybody's going to be happy to hear that. I mean, that's one of those things you wonder about. Hey, I just saw it too. Remember last year, it was hard to, for people to find places to practice to elevation there. Is there snow there this year? How is it? Yeah, uh, that was two years ago. There was like barely any snow. It was horrible. Oh, um, last year wasn't bad. Uh, this year, we got pretty good snow as well. But it's still tricky to find. I mean, um we don't have the budget or anything to, to do a snowcat or, or I don't personally, a couple guys looks like they've figured out, um, figured out snowcat for me. I took a different approach at it. Um, I come here a little bit earlier than other guys. I did a couple days riding, uh, like basically riding in a turn track in a field. I did one day in the back country. Um, but I've been going to yoga, working out at elevation, getting my nutrition right. Uh, I got a guy, Jay Fagri here that helps us out. Amazing world-class chef. And, um, so we're, we're getting the mind, the body right and getting ready. Um, and I was talking with my dad about it the other day. And, uh, it's, it's kind of funny cause motocross guys, guys that come from that background are used to riding damn near every day. And then into race weekend, then back on the bike and with the street bike background, um, we kind of did things different, especially in Canada, there wasn't much practicing. You'd race, and then like two weeks later, you'd have another race weekend. And then two weeks later, or maybe that week, you get one day on a track. And then, <laughs> But it's so few and far between the days you ride. And I think um, I think if getting a, a two weeks off isn't, isn't really a bad thing. Getting on the bike once in a while, getting uh, the body ready. And um, honestly, it makes me more hungry, where if I'm on the bike every day, you almost get tired of it. Uh, not tired of it, but you just start getting relaxed and less hungry, if you will. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm stoked, ready to go. Uh, I've got a program that I know works for me, and uh, can't wait to, to let it all hang out on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, anyone who's used to race or has been racing a long time knows exactly what you mean about the whole motivation thing and a little time off keeps you hungry. But uh, now, what I got to ask you this too you're, you know, two time gold medalist. Uh, what is that like after the X Games last year? Like, what's is it like a whirlwind for a while? Then you kind of go back to normal, or is there like appearances around? Like, what has it been pretty cool that way, or is it uh, not as big as I'm imagining it? Um, I think it's different because now with the way phones have become and social media, you get that whirlwind, but it's all for your phone. So <laughs> basically, Saturday night uh, last year didn't look at my phone because there's like hundreds of text messages <laughs> notifications like you just can't catch up sunday i'll start looking at stuff monday 
and then by Wednesday, I should have all the messages taken care of. And um, but then you're also trying to play that hype. So you have your most visit uh, your most visitors to all your social media accounts to your website, and all the algorithms of all the social media platforms pick up on that. So you need to keep posting. You need to keep commenting, liking, interacting with your audience. So it, it's, I mean, the screen time I pull after X for the next four or five days is pretty ridiculous. Um, but in the end, it's a business, and that's the way media and marketing works now is um, through our cell phones. So it's uh, it's a whirlwind because I cannot leave my phone. Um, but afterwards, uh, I mean, it's kind of relaxing. I, I get to uh, plan to go to Moab this year, too, go do some base jumps, hang out with one of my buddies over there, um, and then work my way back up to Canada, take all my race stuff out of the trailer, maybe chill out for a week or so, and then load up all the backcountry stuff and then hit the mountains for February, March, and April. Um, basically hit the road for another two and a half months and, uh, and then through all that, we're, um, that's just fun stuff with the boys and doing filming and, and, uh, this year plan is to get, I, I'm hoping 20 snow bike base jumps, pushing that side of it. Um, hmm. and then obviously trying to work out, uh, like dealer promotions and different events our slide shows will be coming up then you're into contract negotiations and it's definitely full circle um if you do it right i i don't think it ever stops but um there's always something to do and and uh try and grow bigger and bigger right now is that where a big part of your income is from doing like uh videos and films and stuff like that um not necessarily um that's more to gain us publicity it's like it's like getting a an ad in a magazine it doesn't necessarily get you money um it can but it it creates promotion that you can give to your sponsors and say this is what i'm doing this is where we're at um how many movies is it selling what magazines am i in this year all this kind of stuff and it, it all adds up to your um how many views and how many interactions with the with the public you're getting so um every little piece helps and um in the end trying to create entertainment, create um, growth with our sponsorships, and, uh, yeah, I'm not, make I'm not, it, try, and, try and make a lit lifestyle out of it. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd like to be a professional athlete these days. You're, like Somehow it's now it's not only do you have to do the actual work, but you have to do the work off the bike and stuff. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'd like to do that in, these days. I'm just not, uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems it's so different. I'm not sure I would enjoy it too much. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I was never in a factory seat um, like 10 years ago when it was a little bit different. Even when we're in the street bike stuff, I know it's different where you're you're racing for the big rigs and, and they do their marketing, um, which definitely looks easier. But, I mean, we got times are changing and things are happening. For me, I think it works out great that it's this way because I'm also trying to build um, a following and, and a career with my base jumping. So... Uh, you can't really race out of a factory rig and base jump. So, um, being able to basically be self-employed. I mean, I'm, I incorporated myself this year, oh, wow. uh, or I incorporated a company this year and running it all like a business and being able to, um, chase both the winter hobby of snow biking and the summer hobby of, of base jumping and rolling it up into one athlete package, um, which is something I don't think you could do before, before social media. 
True. Oh, that's that's cool. I like that's cool to hear that you're doing that. That's uh that's good. That's good to hear. Awesome. Well, what? Hey, um, are, do you at least get to stay in the uh, the host hotel down there at the base, or what? Uh, no, actually, that uh, Monster Energy uh, rents out a hotel in Aspen. Um, but I've been lucky over the last few years to uh, make some friends down here in Aspen. Um, been staying at a, a ranch the last couple of years, and this year we um, been blessed by and allowed to use a house right in Aspen. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, we're, we're we've been welcomed with open arms. It's been awesome. Um, excited about that. And then uh, the family usually. I mean, my mom <laughs> last year, right after we won, uh, I think that night she had hotels booked for the next year, third weekend of January, or <laughs> last last weekend of January, or whatever it is. That's but awesome. um, yeah, no, it's a it's a tough town here. I mean, everything's so expensive, and it's it's so small. It's a town of six thousand people that tries to hold like over a hundred thousand people in one weekend so it's it's definitely tough to make uh to get situated here but yeah no aspen's been pretty good to us and we've, we've made good friends yeah i was gonna say yeah you don't have to tell me how hard it is i don't even want to tell you what i did the first year i went to x games <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, i can only imagine dark days dark days <laughs> i only wish they'd have improved but hey yeah so what's what's I know, I think it was a couple years ago, the track was pretty lame. Last year, I'm not sure what you thought about it, I can't remember, but what's it look like this year? What's it going to be like? Yeah, the, the first year, I mean, it's been getting better and better uh, every year. Last year was a bit easy, I would say, but we had a bigger layout. Um, and the snow, the snow was a lot better last year um, than years prior. I think two years ago was the most challenging track, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Oh. Um but again, it got icy and it got tricky. This year, uh, I stopped by the and kind of make adjustments. To, they want some opinions from different riders. Um, uh, I got to say, they, they're doing a lot more work than they've ever done. They're out there every single day for the last week and a half, um, making the track ticking apart, taking it apart, digging it deeper. And uh, basically, with snow, as soon as you... If you build it and let it sit for, I mean, overnight, it'll turn rock hard, and then you can't do anything with it. You pretty much, like a lot of the snow cross tracks, have big D6 cats with giant, like, two-foot-deep claws on the bucket that have to rip all the ice apart again. Oh, wow. Um, so these guys are literally moving the track, like, every four hours, taking it apart, putting it back together, keep mixing it, trying to keep it, like, five feet deep. Um, That's interesting. Um, Hopefully, uh, we're going to see the track tomorrow. They'll have it built, and then they'll take it apart again, but they'll have it built for us to see. And they're supposed to put some big jumps in. Um, um, I basically, I, I tried to challenge them. I said, I don't think you can build the jump that we won't hit. So, <laughs> I mean, have at it. <laughs> There's a big downhill section uh, that the the finish line jump, I think they're going to put something something mega, maybe upwards of like 120 feet, uh, hopefully. So wow. we'll see. It'll be interesting. It should be uh, a really fun track, and uh, there's a big uh, goal to create lines and create uh, lots of passing uh, opportunities. So might make for some really exciting racing. Okay, well, that's good. Hey, well, okay, I know we're keeping you a long time here, but uh, any uh, any new guys this year that we need to keep our eye on or what uh, are going to be you, you know, the usual guys, or what are you thinking? 
Yeah, the usual guys. Uh, last year's field and this year's field look very similar. Um, Jesse and Brock are both running really good. Um, me and Jesse have been racing in the snowcross rounds. Brock joined the last round. And uh, we've all had great battles. We're having three-way battle one one of the nights. And it was crazy. Every corner, there was a different leader. It was fun. Um, one guy that should have been there last year that wasn't is uh, Yannick. Um mm-hmm. Boucher? Yep. Boucher? Yeah, Boucher. Uh, Hearst, Ontario. Yeah. He was there last year, was in the final, was going good. He was top five guy, I believe, and then uh, ended up having a weird start. Something happened, and he got rear-ended so hard that it busted his subframe, pipe, everything, took him out of the race, first corner. Um, so look for him to be quick up in that top five mix. Um, Josh Hill's going quick. Um We'll see if Darren Meese, I mean, Darren Meese has been fourth in every X Games, so he's always he's always up there. Um, okay. Yeah, no, it should be good. It should be interesting. There's right. a lot of guys that um, that have the speed now. Yeah, it's funny. I noticed that, uh, I think it was last year, was that really tight 180 right-hand first turn, but I guess if you're not braking, it doesn't matter if it's left or right on the, on the, on the snow bike. Yeah, no, it really doesn't matter. And we <laughs> actually have a right-hand track this year, so that's uh, oh, okay. that, that's going to be interesting. Never had that. There's like five rights and one left or something. <laughs> okay. So it'll be it'll be cool. It'll be interesting. All right, man. Well, let's. Uh, man, you answered uh, lots of my questions there for sure. I mean, of course, I have more, but we've got to let you get going. You got to get uh, doing your stuff there. But um, yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. And uh, and yeah, maybe if uh, well, hopefully if things go well for you, I'll give you a call next week and we can uh, kind of wrap it up how you did, how it went and everything. We can talk about it then. Unfortunately, I'm going to miss. This is the first one I'm going to miss. I've been at all three of them so far, so it's a bit of a drag. But uh, the Supercross series didn't have this bright schedule this year to make it normal for me to drive back and cut through Colorado. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just worked out well the past few years, right? But not this year. But yeah. Um, well, hey, say hey to the folks there and everything, and um, good luck. Um, yeah, play nice with Brock and the rest of the boys out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. Yeah, who, would, uh, who would you like to thank, man? Thanks some of your sponsors. We'll let you get get uh, back to work there. For sure. I uh, got to throw a huge shout-out to Monster Energy, really making this program happen. Um, Yeti Snow MX. Uh, we're building better and more durable, lighter, faster kits every year. It's awesome. Um, Yamaha Motor Canada. Uh, MPG, Patrice Goyette, um, building the best motors out there, in my opinion. Um, my dad, Armour Suspensions. Uh, C3 Power Sports, which is, uh, a snow bike distrib- distribution company. And, um, for one, for example, we have thermostats on our snow bikes because it's winter time and we actually run coolant through the handlebars, keep our hands warm so we can run moto gloves in the wow. winter. It's pretty cool. Wow. Uh, <laughs> RP Racing Exhaust, um, some handbuilt exhaust right from Quebec. Um, C Concepts, Lime 9, Glenthal Handlebars. Um, and then it's it's all the little guys that are all the not little guys but all the people in my passings in my journey that lend a couch, um, <laughs> lend a hand, a garage, whatever it is. Uh, that really it's the little things that make this thing come together. So thank you. Yeah, there sure are a lot of couches in uh, motocross racing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's both sides definitely of the uh, a close uh, family. <laughs> All right, Cody. Well, hey, man, thank you very much for taking the time with us tonight. Good luck, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week after uh, after you see you up there on the podium. Hell yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.